The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! Okay, what are we drinking today? Well, we're having Breakside Pilsner. Yeah, so just to give context to what we're up to for the next so many months, we're taking on beer. Yeah, in a big way. In a big way. So we're going to try beers with every podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and find the Pilsner we like best. Yeah. The Buck beer we like best. Exactly. The, the wheat beer. We like best. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's our intention. Now, it's going to be hard because I like beer. So Yeah, me too. <laughs> Whereas Brett Kavanaugh says, I like beer. Yeah. <laughs> so this is our first Pilsner. So let me explain to you about Pilsners because a lot of times you'll see the can or bottle say Pilsner Lager or Lager, but people will call it a Pilsner and there's, there's a little right. bit of confusion. But basically a Pilsner is a type of lager. Okay. Okay. It originated in the Czech Republic. And the main difference between the two, or as a subset of a lager, is that the Pilsner has more aggressive hops. Gotcha. And they use a little different yeast. Okay. Okay. But the Pilsner is just a spicier, more hop-flavored lager, basically. So we have hops to look forward to. Yeah. And so that's kind of a neat way to remember it, though, when you're ordering food, to say, this is going to have more of a bite to it. Yeah. So what food am I having? And will that bite cut through the food? or? Mm, I don't want a bite. I want a much smoother, light beer. Well, then go for a regular lager. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So, Breakside Pilsner is from Portland, Oregon. It's supposed to be the old world version of making Pilsner with a modern twist. So, it's crisp, refreshing. There's floral notes. We'll see if we enjoy it. Nice golden yellow. Yeah. You know, it's a light color. A lot of bubbles. Good aroma. A lot of fizz. That's why it's got a lot of bubbles, a lot of carbonation. Yeah, it's got a fair amount of fizz. I like it, though. It's got a nice flavor. Which makes it come off kind of dryish. I taste the floral. Like, I taste the... Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty bouquet of floral notes. And the beer has very little hops in it. Mm-hmm. And it's a very smooth beer. It's just pretty fizzy. I think this is more fizzy than I would Yeah, I think... Like. And we, have, we got two bottles because I want one with dinner. And so I think what we can do is freeze the mugs really well, too. Yeah. And that might change it, too. Sure. You know, uh, definitely a drinkable yeah. pilsner in my mind. You know, solid. I've been sort of partial to lighter beers, lagers, pilsners, mm-hmm. pale ales. You know, for a long time. Right. And so it'll be interesting to see if one of them jumps out as 
totally. the one to drink. Yeah. Chapter 18. Mm-hmm. So that, I found that interesting, actually. Yeah. I think way more in the wheelhouse of the author in this description of this chapter. You know what I mean? Right. Like the development of it was really good. Yeah. And yeah, I really got into this chapter. Yeah. I liked it for two reasons. I liked it because it creates a sense of curiosity about their relationship potential. Yeah. Outside the, of the dungeon. Outside of the dungeon. And in this case, we're talking about this billionaire client who likes to be tied up mm-hmm. in the dark. And turns out he's a financial wizard, mm-hmm. and that's like Amy's sort of and Amy knows him. wheelhouse. And now, like, eventually she figures it out. It out. She, she figures googles it out, right? him and then finds out there's an extra letter on his name under Erica's files. But once she get rid of the E, she realized, oh my goodness, I know who yeah, this it's guy not is. Dan Levine, but Dan Levin. Yeah, and. Um, there's this really interesting sort of coming together of these two worlds, mm-hmm. this world of sex work, which Amy is confronted by, and she has some real misgivings about how do you launder money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Because she knows that large cash deposits at banks raise- Red flags. Red flags. Yeah. And she's in the financial world, and she can't have that happen. But she's making bank, you know, she's gained what, 10 grand in a week. Mm -hmm. And here's this character, not just dropping another $5,000 on her counter, but asking to see her on an in-between day. Yeah. So maybe he's a $10,000 a week habit. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) You You know? So she's confronted by this notion that there is something in the world of sex work that she's doing. Yeah, and she's still, you know, beating the bushes pretty hard in the financial world. She's, you know, trying, she's yeah. doing things like, you know, seeing a colleague going to go to a conference. She sends them well wishes. Yeah. If someone gets a promotion or they did something good, she sends a, you know, congratulatory card. Right. But she's just not getting any traction right. by these moves she's making, trying to find the next financial position. Yeah. Yeah. So now. There's this situation occurring where there's the potential for a personal relationship with this client. And she's only been there like a week. Oh, I know. And, you know, this is something that I think, if you talk to sex workers, is a problem that sex workers have to confront. Mm -hmm. Because, the you know, they're offering a service in exchange for cash. Mm -hmm. And the clients are excited to have somebody that they're having this kind of sexual encounter with. Sure. And they become more amorous and and more attached. And and the feeling is one way. It's not both ways. Because yeah. for the sex workers, it's just business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's a real concern that she's dealing with. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, it will you be. Know, what makes this complicated is that Dan's work world is the work world Amy wants to be in. And it's familiar to her. And it's familiar. Mm-hmm. And, and he's going to pick up on that very quickly. I think he might already have yes. done so. You know? He might already figured out he who knows she, she is. He she went to Harvard. Yeah. He, know, she know, he knows she's reading friends the Economist. They're friends of Erica. You know, they're friends of Erica. Yeah, they said, you know, I mean, there's, it's not inconceivable that, you know, he's got some deeper insight into Well, and these are billionaires. So to think that they haven't investigated you yeah, yeah, yeah. is probably way off 
key. They probably, probably have completely investigated you. Probably. You know, because this is this is a uh, Erica talked about the common understanding of secrecy and mm-hmm. discretion. Um, and I get that there is that, but I wouldn't put it past these people at the money that they're making and the kind of losses they could take if yeah. they were discovered that they haven't investigated. And it would be silly to think that they wouldn't have. Yeah. Because that's what I would, they have I would assume they have. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't offer up any unnecessary information about me personally. Right. But that doesn't mean they don't already know it. Right. But the idea is that I, I'm doing things with that person, too, that could break them, too. So the idea is it's a mutual understanding. Right. Yeah. And that's an interesting conversation because the way the author describes the desires of these people are as perversions. They're perversions. Mm-hmm. And the way she put it was, you sort of takes a pervert to work with a pervert, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is an incredibly personal desire that this person has, or mm-hmm. these people have. They're their own personal sexual self-expression that they're not really able to share in the in the larger world. Well, and for me, when you just said that, the way that resonates with me is yeah. distasteful. I hate the word pervert. Right. The reality is these are kinksters. They're doing fetish and kinky things. Right. And it does take another fetishist or someone who's kinky with skills, we hope, as a dominant to work with these people. Professional. Well, perversion is a loaded word. But perversion has such a, it's such a loaded word and it it's, continues to push the line in the sand on you're on that side, we're over here on the good side. Kind right. of, it's like that good versus evil type scenario that comes up in your head yeah no matter who you are it just comes up well perversion is a word that's soaked in morality that's why it bothers me yeah, yeah that's why it bothers me it's not a, anything to do with integrity it no. has to do with morality yeah, yeah and morality probably... morality shifts as we yeah know. well depending on the person depending on the person yeah. or the religious doctrine yeah. or the cultural mindset yeah. or even just the, the the current sort of political circumstances correct so I think I don't approve of that word. Which is and, so wild. If you think that about America, and I, I, mean, yeah. I could be wrong on this, but I want to think mostly it probably is considered an Anglo-Christian type yeah. set. There's lots of religions here in the U.S., but yes. if we talked about majority is probably Christian, right? right? And if you go back through Christianity, I mean, let's be honest, right. but all the way back not to pick on Catholics, but, you know, to basically go back in time, mm. there were f- flagellations and all right. kinds of tortures done. And really some of these people were sadistic people doing them to themselves or to others. And it, they're getting off on it. So it, it's right. been around forever. Right. This has been around forever. Yeah. So I would describe them not as perverts seeking perversion therapy, but as kinksters finding kinky fuckers, kinky, yeah, kinky <laughs> fuckers to really allow their full self expression. They have, no outlet. They exactly. have no outlet. They're they're they they're they have kinky proclivities that they are interested in or things that they want to try desires. or do or yeah. desires. Yeah. They probably don't have in their regular everyday life a vehicle or a way to express vent themselves. that or express themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know... I mean, it's real... Think about this. I don't have a personal masseuse. No. Right? But if I want a massage, like I really need one for whatever reason, 
where am I going to go? I'm going to go to a professional who is a professional at that. Right. And I'm not going to sit there and think at home, well, I wish my partner could do this or what have you, right? Yeah. I'm just going to go do that because it's a service I need. This is no different. Sexual health, you know, expression yeah. and health for the body and the mind and the in the emotional state of somebody is vital. I saw a post by somebody we actually interviewed recently, Secret Amy, oh, yeah. the other day, yeah. where she said something she's noticing in her practice, now she's a professional dominatrix, mm-hmm. is that wives are giving their husbands a dominatrix session as birthday gifts for them to explore what's there for them. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's sort of the the ultimate experience of having like that sense of support for your sexual desires Mm -hmm. that just at the time of this writing isn't something that was being offered. No, So you had to go find it for yourself. So to get back to your point, good chance he had investigated Amy thoroughly to allow himself to be tied down by her for three hours. Yeah. And he wasn't just relying on Erica's say so. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't yeah. I think word of mouth has plays a lot for this community and any of our community word of mouth is yeah. a thing. However, we're talking billionaires. Right. They cannot be vulnerable. Right. Like in the ways an average layperson could make assumptions. Right. I'm not saying that's appropriate to make assumptions, but I'm just saying there's too much of a risk right. for loss yeah. on that. And if you think about what a billionaire is, that's somebody who's got a thousand piles of a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's crazy. Lots of money. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers.